Well, it also has to do with being flexible and being able to pivot. And everyone understands that now because of the pandemic. But when you have your own company, you're having to pivot all the time. And you've got to be able to be nimble enough to understand when you should pivot and how hard and how far you should pivot. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm talking to Melinda Kirkstanger, the creator of Pet Cakes and Yum Yum Bones. Recently, Melinda has gone from pet treat manufacturer to pet lifestyle entrepreneur with the creation of her new canine cookbook that's called Brunch and Bitches. (laughs) Isn't that a cute name? When the pandemic put a damper on her plans for a furry friendly book tour with the new cookbook, Melinda got creative and she's been working with local businesses and animal rescues to host drive through book signings. Very cool. She told me in our conversation that one of the keys to staying in business for the long haul is to be comfortable with making a pivot and being open-minded to new directions. I know that you'll enjoy hearing her story, and this conversation will definitely inspire you to do amazing things with your own pet business this year. Speaking of inspiring women, are you a part of the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group? That's my free group that's totally open to listeners of this podcast. It's a great place to experiment and discuss ideas for your pet business. Just search Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs. And when you're in the group, be sure to share a photo of you and your pet. Melinda Kirkstanger is CEO of Lucky Paws and creator of award-winning Pet Cakes and Yum Yum Bones, a healthy DIY cake and ice cream mix for pets. Melinda, whose children have all been four-legged, has been cooking for over 20 years for her fur babies. At the launch of Pet Cakes in 2010, she won Best New Product of the Year at Global Pet Expo. Since then, she's added over 30 SKUs to her product line and sells thousands of dog and cat birthday kits a month on Amazon and Chewy. Melinda is also the pet lifestyle contributor for Cincy Pet, an online and print magazine from Cincinnati, Ohio, in which she shares pet party tips, healthy recipes, and fun DIY crafts for your furry friends. Now, Melinda is adding author to her title with the launch of her first culinary canine cookbook called Brunch and Bitches, healthy brunch-inspired dishes for your dogs, with fun recipe names like Woof Waffles, Canine Crepes, and Barktown Biscuits with Tailwagon Turkey Gravy. I'm really interested to learn about her transformation from pet treat manufacturer to pet lifestyle entrepreneur. Hi, Melinda. Hi, Tori. I'm so excited to talk to you, and we're actually not too far. You're in Cincinnati, and I'm in Pittsburgh. I know. I have been listening to you for almost a year, and I 
think about you often. Like, I think we should collaborate on something sometime soon. I know. I think we first met um, via email or, or something like that about a year ago, and then everything shut down. <laughs> I think I, when when you first reached out to me and I learned about all that you do, I was probably in the midst of planning Dog Mom's Day here in Pittsburgh, and then all of that had to get canceled. So hopefully one day we'll be able to do something in person together. I think that will happen very Sooner than you think. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So, so t- take us all on a journey back to when you first got into the pet industry, if you don't mind, and um, and tell us, you know, what what inspired you to start working with pets in the first place. Well, I have been cooking for over almost twenty years for my fur babies, and I got my first Weimariners and started researching. I didn't have dogs before that. And I started researching uh, food and that was back in 2000. And it was not healthy. It was scary, in fact. And I decided I can make their treats a lot healthier and cuter and funner. And it um, evolved into a small company back then, shut it down after three years for personal reasons, but always knew I'd come back and do something similar in the pet industry because the way I show love is truly through cooking. So I love to cook for both my two-legged and four-legged family members. Uh, It just so happens that all my children have been four-legged. So I love cooking for them. And 20... It was 2009 that I knew I was getting back in the pet treat industry world. And I knew it wasn't going to be pre-made treats. Uh, It was going to be something you did at home so that it would be fast, fresh, and fun for you to do. Just as much fun as I have making it, but without the long wait time. And so I came up with this first ever organic microwavable treat for dogs and cats with healthy ingredients and just add water, pour it into the pan and microwave for two and a half minutes. So it's super easy and anyone, even if you're not a baker, can do this. And it was a lot of fun for kids to do as well. So I launched that in 2010 and I actually got the patent on three different pan shapes, sourced everything in the US, which is very important to me because at the time in 2010, people were still saying, oh, you gotta get, send it to China, send it to China, they can get it less expensive. And I never wanted to do that partly because, mostly because I wanted, I knew that manufacturing could stay uh, profitable here in the US. And I wanted to streamline things and make things very fast. And I knew that people were waiting for their supplies from China. And sometimes they get stuck at port and they wouldn't see their shipment for months at a time. And I'm, mm-hmm. I never have to worry about that, especially during the pandemic. That's right. Yeah, you're you kind of were lucky that you did that the way you did. And 
so is your the manufacturer for your pans um, you know around where we are and in, in Cincinnati where you are there's lots of manufacturing around here did you find a manufacturer that's near you uh, Wisconsin oh well, that's pretty close yeah met this guy at a trade show and he's like saw a pan that I had that I had done in silicone and it was super expensive super hard to get made in the USA. It was China or France, uh, very expensive here. And he's like, oh, I can make that for you in plastic. And since it was a microwave treat to begin with, I'm like, oh, he's like, right, draw it on a napkin. He took it back to his facility. We went through two different iterations and it was done. Wow. That's like, I've never heard such an easy story. <laughs> before fell right into my lap it's like when things are happening at the right time you know it and you and you just ride that wave yeah sometimes it's just meant to be right I still work with him today and so you just um you sent me a lovely little care package with um with your pet cakes and and it's really neat the the pan I was excited that it came with the pan because I now I'm like oh I have a new thing I can not only make your mix but now I can like make other things and use it because I love to make all kinds of stuff for the dogs um so that's really cool that it all kind of comes together in a kit yeah yes and you reuse the plastic pan because I am uh all about keeping things local and recycling. So the person that prints the inserts is one of my best friends and she's a local female entrepreneur and owns her own printing company. The graphics are all done with from my best friend, female, has her own company. So you sound like me. This is exactly how how I do everything. Like my candles, the label is designed by a woman who I work with who has dogs. The candles are poured by a local woman who has pets. You know, like I totally get it. <laughs> Even the blender bagger uh, uh, that I have now, not when I started, but when I what I have now is a female owned company out of Chicago. So the ingredients are all sourced in the U.S. and sourced from human grade manufacturers um, and blended and bag bagged in a human grade facility as well, which is important. Yeah. I was very surprised by your list of ingredients. It's, you know, very limited, really healthy stuff. Um, you know, the, um, the, the ice cream, I think, or what was I looking at um, that has turmeric and honey and... That ice cream is not only healthy, but it's actually good for hip and joint support. I saw it has collagen supplement in it. Yeah, I can't wait to make it. I'm really excited. Um, so tell me, so what, what I'm like so curious about, and we were talking about this before we hit record, <laughs> was Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like trying to figure out Amazon. So so yes. And I feel like uh, up until a month ago... I had this idea of like, oh, the big bad wolf and, um, you know, they don't help small businesses. But then I started to learn about so many small businesses that are selling thousands of units on Amazon. Uh, and you're one of them. So you sell pet cakes through Amazon. And I was just looking, you have like over 4,000 reviews and it's listed as the Amazon choice in pet products. Um, Yay. <laughs> and it's really cool. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how, 
how you decided to work with Amazon. Sure, sure. And I considered them the big bad wolf as well for years. And I was afraid. It was so mysterious. How did they, how did you figure out how much inventory to keep in their warehouse without getting charged? Because I was talking to so many people, not in the pet industry, by the way, but friends and local people that had um, something for the cars and something for heating and electric. And it's done completely different in the pet world. And I'm not sure if they're, if they're doing this differently for the pet industry specifically, maybe to compete better with Chewy. I don't know, but that's one of my thoughts. But three years ago, Amazon representative approached me at Global Pet Expo at my booth and asked me to, hey, why don't you talk to me about becoming Vendor Central with Amazon and we'll warehouse it for you and we'll ship it for you and we'll manage it for you. And then I kept thinking without even asking questions to them, I kept thinking, oh, what are they going to charge for that? Oh, I bet I'm going to get um, really dinged on that, you know, where they're going to take tons of charges. And finally, I said yes three years ago, started questioning, had several uh, long calls with the rep, and I found out that they only take 20% off of what I would charge them to buy. They send me purchase orders Monday morning. I have now with the pandemic, I have seven days to fulfill it before the pandemic hit. You had two to three days to fill. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of tricky. So you have to stay on your toes and make sure you have the inventory. Um, but um, I started that three years ago and it just builds and builds and builds. And when the pandemic struck, I did more business with Amazon than I ever had done before. T their first month, they ordered 10,000 units of birthday cake kits. And then it happened again the second month of the shutdown. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was having to That's hire. That's like the Oprah <laughs> moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt, I don't know if you watched I Love Lucy and the Chocolate Factory is like, yes. Oh, <laughs> so um it was quite it was quite interesting um and it, there was a silver lining for for my company during the pandemic but um it also really helped me to get past a certain point even within Amazon so it's called Amazon Vendor Central and it's a certain relationship and you have to be invited. You can ask, but typically you're invited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they might find you like they found you at a trade show. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that some of my friends that female owned companies that have um, different products that are outside the pet industry are trying to get this uh, and they're not having much success. But I, I'm going to try and help you get in to Vendor Central as well. Oh, okay. Everyone wants Wearwag Repeat on Amazon. So 
2021 will be the year. I, I've got a lot of amazing support to figure it out. So thank you. Sure. Um, so, you know, I want to kind of like transition our conversation a little bit here. I think it's so cool, your story, how you kind of started making cakes and mixes and stuff and then fell back a little bit and then got back into it. Then you're doing the trade show thing. Then you're on Amazon. You seem to be so willing to try so many different things. And and I think that's one of the keys to being successful long term. Um, and so I want to kind of transition and talk about this new cookbook that you've created. And I think it's such a creative way to get the word out about your business and um, and also, you know, you're, you're selling these books. So, so talk about, you know, why did you decide to create this um, Brunch and Bitches cookbook? <laughs> well... It also has to do with being flexible and being able to pivot. And everyone understands that now because of the pandemic. But when you have your own company, you're having to pivot all the time. And you've got to be able to be nimble enough to understand when you should pivot and how hard and how far you should pivot. And it is not easy to navigate because I was fighting it for a while. But in 2019, I came up with this concept where I would partner with pet-friendly restaurants and hotels that had pet-friendly patios. And I would create a brunch menu for the dogs. I would cater to their four-legged guests on the patio and the restaurant slash hotel would cater to the two-legged guests. And it was wolf waffles at the time and canine crepes and mutt muffins, and it was a limited menu, but it was adorable, it was cute, and people loved it. And I thought for 2020, I wanted to pitch a reality TV show about taking this to different cities and different restaurants and partner with nonprofits. And then 2020 hit, (laughs) so what am I going to do with my brunch recipes, well, I'll create a cookbook and Ah. then everyone can have it. And it really, uh, and I almost forgot, I almost completely forgot about the concept of the reality TV show. I almost forgot about the fact that I did four of these events in the summer of 2019 because of 2020. And with the Amazon orders going crazy and me being in the manufacturing side of it, I kind of lost that for a a hot second. And then I wanted to get back into it and stay focused on it. And the one way to do that was with a cookbook. Mm -hmm. It's almost like... I have like this visualization of like a dresser and like your business is like a dresser and there's a lot of different drawers in it. And some of the drawers are like the big ones at the bottom. Some of them are the little ones at the top. And like at any given time, you might open some of them, but if you have them all open, the dresser is going to fall over. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's a great analogy. I never thought of it like that. It just kind of came to me as you were talking and, um, you know, you don't, you can't, you don't need to have them all open at the same time and you don't want them all open at the same time. Um, 
but you can kind of open and close them as as you want. I because I I do like way too many things, <laughs> so I've got a lot of drawers in my dresser. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> So one of the things you were doing to promote this cookbook was, um, and, and you are, you're still continuing with this, but the, like a book signing event, which I think is such a, such a fun thing. Um, you know, especially since a lot of book places, booksellers and things are dog friendly. Um, and I know that you have been able to do a couple socially distanced versions of that. So how are you making that work now? Well, that's interesting too, because I wasn't sure that the book was going to be finished by the end of 2020. But here's what I did. I said, I'm launching the book January 1st, 2021. And that it's sort of like when you move into a house and you don't put your things away until you have a party. So you say, oh, I'm going to host a party and everyone's going to come over. So it forces you to do things that you have been putting off. And I, I put that out there. So I made sure that the book was finished and I didn't even have all the copies in my hand until January 4th. But because my friend is the printer and local, she made sure that I had uh, at least 50 for my first event. So, um, and so what was that first, first what was that event like? How are you so, making it? Oh, How are you making it work okay. now with COVID? Well, I got the inspiration from doing a drive-through event for a local pet boutique um, groomer and doggy daycare place, and they they had put off the grand opening of their third location because of COVID, and um, but they decided hey, we're going to have a drive-through event and the vendor's going to set up in the parking lot. They get two spaces and then two spaces down is the next vendor. Everyone that came through came in one location, one entry spot, exited one entry spot and nobody got out of their cars and we pushed the things through the window. Oh. And I took pictures of every dog and they, they did a Halloween event where I passed out pet cakes and the dogs got all dressed up and everybody stayed in their car and we passed it through the window. And then I, I know of a friend, a girlfriend of mine who tried to launch a book in 2020 and had to cancel it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do a drive through or a walk through open air signing of the book and partner with pet nonprofits and donate 50% of my book sales that day to the nonprofit. So it's a win, win, win. And I fashioned it similarly to the uh, pet events that I had two that I'd done for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's how I got the inspiration for it. And people are loving it because nobody has been getting out and the nonprofits are actually losing money. They're not, they're in, they're in a tight spot. Even though people are adopting more, the nonprofits that help it, that are helping them like you can, it's a free spay and neuter organization mm -hmm. locally that I've partnered with tomorrow at a microbrewery and they have a big, it's almost like an open air garage 
So they open up the garage door and people can come in and taste the beer and bring their dogs every Wednesday. So that's tomorrow's event. The Hotel oh, Covington. Nice. Yeah. Well, because I think the the animal rescues too, like before COVID, <laughs> there was dog walks and dog washes. And like there was something almost every week, you know, I, the shelter that's really close to me, they had something multiple times a week, every week. And they've had to cancel all those, even though those little events maybe only brought in a thousand or $5,000, they, they're all canceled now. Right. So I feel like I am really, really doing what I was meant to do for forever. Um, going around partnering, raising money, and having fun making human-looking food for dogs that it's healthy. <laughs> well, and it's just, you know, yeah, like you pointed out, it's it's healthy things, so it's not like junk. Um, but everyone right now, I think we appreciate like any chance to see, see our friends and our dog people. And, you know, the rescues are happy for any kind of an event and the small businesses are happy for anything that brings people in. So um, it sounds like a win, win, win. I have been getting the uh, people are so excited and I'm cold calling people and they are <gasps> jumping on board. See, just like <laughs> just like your babies it's because we're we're recording this closer to 5 p.m than i've ever recorded before and lucy she starts to look for d-i-double-n-e-r <laughs> <laughs> so and she I. might be, she might be able to smell the pet cakes that i have sitting here next to me <laughs> with this cookbook is it kind of something that you're using to promote the mixes or just something to that kind of stands alone and lives on its own so that's a good question because I honestly started this brunch concept for the dogs as a DIY. Do you ever do you ever get um, subscribed to the? I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. That's um, okay. The dinners that you get where you pre. Yes, like um, a um, Blue Fresh. Apron or something. Blue a mm -hmm. Thank you. This or HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. HelloFresh, Blue Apron. That's what I was trying to come up with. Um, so I got those and I thought, oh, why don't I create that for um, the dogs and use my mixes? So initially, this was using my mixes to create the Wolf Waffles, to create the um, crepes, the canine crepes. And... It became a little difficult for people to understand. It was a, an education every time I tried to explain it. And I, yeah, thought, that it was like a companion thing. Right, mm -hmm. right. And it was like, oh, you, so you're sending the egg and the oil. No, no, just the mixes. So I just wanted to make something super easy, super healthy, and something people didn't have to then buy into. It's, they can use what's in their pantry that's healthy for your dog and nothing takes more than 35 or 40 minutes. So it's super easy. You have the glamour shot. So you see what the end product looks like, but you also have fun pictures that show you along the way what it's supposed to look like and helping you along the way. So, so very similar to 
HelloFresh and the Blue Blue Apron. One of the things I, cause I I've been I've been cooking for my dogs or baking or just kind of putting things together <laughs> for them. Sometimes there's no cooking involved, um, but I've been doing it for a, a while as well. Not at your level, but one of the best things about making things for them is it's fun for you to do it. Um, it's they're just being really now they've got a crinkle toy. Um, but it's so fun for you to make it yourself. And then um, what's great, especially with my dog, since I have labs, they're not picky at all. <laughs> so no matter what I make, they usually are raving fans of it. And um, and it, it also doesn't really matter what it looks like. You know, they, they are not going to judge you on the presentation. So cooking for dogs is, is very, like, stress-free and, and it should be fun. I don't know why they're today being very, very antsy. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap I'll wrap it up since the dogs are um, making their own noises in the background here. So, Melinda, tell everyone where where can they learn more about the Brunch and Bitches cookbook? Maybe order it um, or find some of your pre made mixes. Well, you can always find everything on ilovepetcakes.com, which is where our social media is as well. So for the launch of the book, because it was so different than the DIY add water and microwave treats, uh, it's so different that I wanted to have create its own landing page where you can find www.brunchandandbitches.com, but you can still find it all at ilovepetcakes.com as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Bert and Lucy got a little antsy here at the end, but such is life. Um, and and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing something together soon. I look forward to it. You go get some th- some num nums. Yeah, we're gonna go make some cake. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tori. I love hearing the dogs in the background and seeing them too. So don't you worry. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.